Chatting with Sherry. Today we welcome Deborah Smith. She's the administrator for the Miss Fisher's Secret Society and the 1920s. It's a lot of fun. It's a huge group. It's a lot of work. Um, she is the administrator. Um, there are seven moderators. I'm one of them. And basically, we talk Miss Fisher. But we also talk about 1920s. We talk about history. We talk about Miss Fisher books. There's a lot of stuff. It's a lot of fun. So Deborah will be talking about that and all the wonderful things that happen just because she's part of the wonderful world of Miss Fisher. Here's Deborah. Hi Deborah, welcome to the show. Hi Sherry, nice to be here. Um, it's really cool. We uh, we work together on a website. We talk all the time, but we don't get to talk in person like our voices. So this is a little different for both of us. <laughs> <laughs> it really is, yes. <laughs> but it's cool, right? <laughs> it is cool. It is cool. Uh, we'll get. It's very <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. Oh, I just said it's very strange to be, you know, when, as you said, to do everything written and then suddenly you're talking to the person. Yeah, I know. It's just this weird media we're able to do. Just one of those weird but things. It's good. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Less lonely than it probably would have been 20 years ago. Yes, definitely. <laughs> um, let's start. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, I am. I live in Melbourne, uh, in the state of Victoria, in Australia. I work at the Royal Children's Hospital as a uh, operating room nurse. I've been there. Oh probably for over 30 years, so I'm not telling you my age, but you must be able to <laughs> I'm pretty elderly by that. Um, yeah, and I've, I've been, I'm born and bred here in Melbourne. I love Australian rules football. My team didn't do well this year, but there's always next year. <laughs> okay, football in Australia is soccer here, right? No, 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 no. Soccer is soccer here as well. Australian rules football is totally different. Totally different to soccer or rugby or yeah, any of those. It's it's a it's a hybrid type of sport. Uh, yeah, that was developed here in Victoria in the late eighteen hundreds. Yeah, it's played in probably or the main states that's played in Western Australia, South Australia. Uh, Victoria, Tasmania, and the Northern Territory. A little bit in Queensland and um, New South Wales, but Victoria is very, very Australian rules oriented. Interesting. I didn't know that. I didn't know there was a difference. Um, oh, big I, difference. 
don't, anyone who's interested, just Google Australian Rules Football or even YouTube and you'll see there's a big, big difference. It's a very good spectator sport. It, um, it's always mostly fast moving. Yeah, and totally different rules to all the other sports. It's, it's really good to watch. Well, I think I'm a bit biased. But, <laughs> yeah. but you know, if you can, have a look. It's really good. Well, my brother's a football fan, American football, and I am a base. Well, we're both baseball fans. So that's my my. I like. Uh, well, my brother and I were raised by a man who's from Brooklyn and was a D Brooklyn Dodger fan. And when he moved to Los Angeles, the Dodgers came with him. So he raised his oh. children as Dodger fans too. <laughs> I like baseball. I, I have been to baseball matches in, in the States, and I really do like it. It's I've, fun. Yeah, American football, I'm sorry, people, but um, I'll watch it. But it's, it's too much. They, they stand still too often. <laughs> All they do is throw, throw the ball. Not very often do they kick it. <laughs> so um, they spend more time deciding... Um, penalties and which which part of the team comes on and off the ground. So, for a person who watches a sport that's pretty fast moving, it's it's you know not so interesting to me. But I'll watch it. Don't get me wrong, I'll watch it. Here in Victoria, we're very sports oriented, and we'll watch two fly, uh, flies fighting. <laughs> we have to. So you know. I don't mind, I'll watch it if I have to, but it's not my favourite sport, but I do like baseball. I used to go to see my brother play, my brother played football in high school, but he didn't continue. So, I, I, and, oh, okay. and, but uh, our high school team, uh, we had two huge football players um, who oh. went on to national teams. One uh, is kind of well-known, John Elway was with the Denver Broncos. He graduated. I've heard of the name. I've heard of the name. So, kind of, even though my brother was never a Bronco fan, he liked John because he knew John. So he rooted oh. for him while he was playing, as long as it wasn't against one of his teams. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's sad but funny. <laughs> That's alright. That's alright. You can you can like a a, a person. Know. It's like when if, if a player changes teams here, football teams here. You know, he's he's, he's done most of his um, playing in one club, and then he'll move to another. You know, you can still like that player, but you don't necessarily like the club he's gone to. You yeah. know, so yeah, I understand. That's pretty much yeah. That's pretty much how it is here too. Yeah. Um. Okay. So it's sort of a transition because. Uh, I'm gonna. We're gonna go to Miss Fisher now, and right. they had an episode all about football. Yes, <laughs> yes. Now that's Australian rules football. Was that good? Was it pretty up? Uh, even though it was set in the twenties, was it pretty close to the way it is in in Melbourne and? Yep. Yes. So the the episode was. People are very passionate about their teams, like. Burton says in the show work, um, you know, you, and, and um, yeah, yeah, I think, I think it was probably pretty close to, to what people still feel today, 
Yeah. Okay, so it was relatable. It, oh, definitely so. Definitely so. Yeah. Like uh, my mother, my mother was. Uh, my, I was brought up in. I birthed the car. Oh, birth means follow, or root. I I was brought up in a household that barracks for Carlton, I think, which was mentioned in Miss Fisher's episode. And, um, I, and I couldn't think of, you know, anyone else barracking for another team in my house. You know, very, you know, once you barrack for a team, you barrack for a team. You stay loyal to that team. Okay, now, so that's like, um, so I'm just translating for my fellow Americans, uh, that's, like that means you follow the team, that they're your team. Yeah, to barracks to barrack for a team means that you you're a supporter, that you're following the team, that you're rooting for the team. Yeah. I I, I it, it, I it the amazing thing is how many new words I've learned since I started following <laughs> Australian and New Zealand shows. <laughs> <laughs> we do have it, it is a different language to a point. <laughs> but we're very Americanized here, you see. We're 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 it's easier for us here to follow American language than it is for you guys to do the same with Australian or even New Zealand, because we have a lot of American shows and you know and all the phrases are in those shows. Whereas there's only limited Australian shows in, in America, so it'd be a bit more difficult. It's actually getting better. There's a lot of shows that are really catching on here from, particularly from well, Australia. That's good. That's good. Uh, that's actually, very, very a New Zealand star is in an Australian show. <laughs> Lucy Lawless. You've got to be good with you've got to be good with your uh, your dialect to be able to pick up the New Zealand accent. The difference in between the Australian and the New Zealand accent. But oh, I can, I can hear it. I can, well, that, yeah. I I'm a fan of uh, I was a fan of Zena long before I was a fan of Miss Fisher. So all these oh, okay. Kiwis that I saw at the Miss Fisher conventions, <laughs> Miss Fisher, I mean Zena conventions, that I I kind of know it now. <laughs> it's a bit it's a bit like Canadian and American uh, accents, you know. The, the American they're really close. Yeah, they're they're close, they're close, but there are just different little different uh, nuances that you know can you can tell. It's sometimes interesting because um, it depends where in Canada, because in certain parts of Canada, like the Quebec area of it, it's a French influence. So, but oh, if yeah. it's Toronto, then it's an English influence. And that's, oh, I'm okay. just being basic. I'm learning something now. <laughs> yeah. So there, there's like you listen to them, and the, it like the difference between oh, I'm trying to think of like Bill Shatner's from Quebec, and uh, I'm trying to think of somebody who's from Toronto. But anyway, um, if you hear somebody who's actually from Toronto. Um, speaking here and somebody from Quebec speak, it's very minuscule like you were saying but there's a difference but there you, yeah. can, you can tell they're Canadian French as opposed to Canadian English and I'm oh, talking okay. about British when I'm talking English <laughs> mm -hmm. it's so confusing 
<laughs> but the funniest thing is the part I always know is that, like, there's certain words that a Canadian will say, like, civil civilizations. Uh, mm -hmm. Americans don't say it like that. We say civilizations. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's minuscule. Civilization. That's what we say. Yeah, I know. That's the it's yeah. more British. It's the English, uh, you know, back, you know, through the ages coming through. Um, but it's just like um, there's certain words that are so British that are. It's a British way of saying it, like aluminium for aluminum. Uh, al <laughs> aluminium. Aluminium, yeah. which is aluminum. <laughs> I would feel very strange saying aluminum. Just like I have to actually think before I can say aluminium because it's not natural to me. It doesn't roll off the tongue easy, does it? No. What the other one? What's the other? Because um, the commercial, we have a commercial here, and it's very British. And it's for a car. It's for Jaguar, except they say Jaguar because that's yes, the way Jaguar. British people yes. say it. Doesn't everybody say Jaguar? No, we say Jaguar. That's just uh, because we're, you know we're the, you know we, we developed we we, uh, we, you know we left. <laughs> Um, oh gosh, it's to do with, um, oh, the, what's the top curry? There's something like top curry and I can't, herbs, herbs and spices. You it's say herbs. Herbs. The yeah, we call it herbs. herbs. No, we call it herbs. I know. <laughs> I just, it, it's just like when you lo arrive in London, and you're desperate for the bathroom, you have to remember to look for the WC and not the bathroom. Because they don't oh. put it as bathroom or ladies or anything like that. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, okay. Because that's what we're used to. We don't have WC, we just have the toilet. See, they don't say it that way either. They say WC. So, and, and it's... Um, it's like ladies and gentlemen or something. It's not, and and, and here it's women and men. It's yeah. just, it's so when you're getting off a plane, all you're thinking is, where is it? <laughs> yeah. We shorten it here. You can say, oh, where, where's the ladies, please? Or where's, and the both are, where's the gents? <laughs> right. <laughs> but I mean, I, you know, I, I'm sure, because you know, when we got off the plane when I was in England, um, I, um, I, I guess the stewardesses knew because they they dealt with us enough. And they said, "Hi, I can't find it. Where's the bathroom?" <laughs> and she goes, "Oh, it's right there. It's W C. Oh. <laughs> it's right oh. there. That's the, that's the lady." <laughs> oh, I'm sure that, that they're very multicultural. The the flight attendants, you know, they know they would know most of the um, words for different cultures for the for the, you know, the amenities, so to speak. <laughs> but it's, it's that simple a thing. It's just, just yeah, a facility. A it's a tiny little thing 
but at that moment, it's like everything to you. It's <laughs> <laughs> true. It's true. <laughs> but I, it's just, it's one of the funny, language is really funny. It's really hilarious. <laughs> oh, that's right. You just got to make sure you get just, you know, you know, you get yourself understood. Mm-hmm. And speak slowly. That's part of the battle with, you know, things is when people speak fast and um, you just can't, because you're not used to the, the accent, you just can't pick it up straight away. Oh, yeah. 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 It's the same here. It's just the same thing. And But the other interesting thing is, you like you have different areas that have different kinds of accent within Australia, and we do too. And I think that that adds to the confusion. <laughs> oh yeah, it does. To a point here, it's, it's just the way people pronounce things. Like um, Queens in Queensland, well, I find that the Queenslanders speak a little bit more slower than than people down in Victoria. And in, in South Australia, they're a little bit more, the word oh, posh, you know, oh, posh, I don't know if you know the word posh. Yeah, I know posh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They speak a little bit, yeah, they speak a little bit more posh or proper than we do in, in Victoria, you know? So it's that kind of thing here in Australia. I also think it helps that, well, not with Australia, but with British, is that I grew up since the time I was about, Eight watching Britcoms and British murder mysteries. Lots of dialects in English. Lots of dialects, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, and it's fun, and it's I love it. I just, I I think it's one of the reasons I fell in love with all that stuff. Why I had to see Miss Fisher when I saw it being advertised on PBS. It was like, and I even remember when it was. It was the Thanksgiving before it came out, and I was over at my mom's, and um, they showed the commercial, and I said, "Oh, I've got to see that." And my mom goes, "What?" I go, "Hold on, let me see if I can re, because it's DVR." I hold on, let me see if I can rewind it. I didn't. I don't know if we DVR'd it. <laughs> But, um, yeah, uh, and that's one of the things about Miss Fisher is every generation can appreciate it, younger, older. I think so. I think, you know, well, the, the fans, there seems to be a broad spectrum of uh, ages with the fans, you know, just from going to the movies and, and going to, you know, Miss Fisher functions. I, you know, there are young people that I wouldn't, wouldn't have thought that would have been there, but they love it. I think the fashion helps a bit, especially you know with the ladies and the the young younger women. The fashions were beautiful at the mm-hmm. show, and in the movies, the fashions were really lovely. Yeah. Um, so I think that to bring people, you know, make an interest. I think it's really interesting. When did you? I mean, I know it was. I think you got it two years before we did. So did you? hook in right away or did you get a hook in during the reruns? How did you get interested? I, I think I, I, it originally came out here um, on the ABC, which is the, uh, the government-run um, television station. And I didn't watch it on ABC. I watched it on, I caught it on, uh, it must have been, I, 
I love a murder mystery. I love fashion. Um, I would never have guessed that it was the on-again, off-again relationship between Franny and Jack that would have pulled me in. But And, and that was actually more the second episode than the first, because the first one, he didn't seem to like her. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I actually can't remember which, which um, episode I saw, but it, it was that relationship. It was that relationship that drew me into a point. But the whole, but that was just a part of the whole thing, you know, the whole show that that made me want to watch it. You know, just, it was just a part. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's it's an element, but it it, it, it surprised it me that that was what pulled me in because I'm I'm more of a murder mystery girl. I like the. Tr- trying to figure it out and trying to beat the detective. That was that's the part yeah. that I thought was, and I liked the 1920s. <laughs> well, I didn't even know what it was about when I watched it. When I first turned it on, I didn't even know what kind of. It just said suspicious murder mysteries, and I thought, well, yeah, okay, I do like murders. Like I, I like Agatha Christie, I like Miss Marple, and and I like um, you know Hercule Poirot and all of that. And I thought, oh, you know, this sounds okay. If nothing else looks good on the on show tonight. So, um, yeah, so I, and I thought, oh, this is fabulous. <laughs> I just loved it. <laughs> kind of reminded me, especially at the beginning of, um, I, I don't know if you watched them, but Tommy and Tuppence, the original one I've, from the 80, early 80s. I no, I haven't seen those. I saw the, the, the latest one, and they didn't, they're okay. Oh, look, I watched it because it's the only thing on. But I, I didn't see that. But I love Hercule Poirot. I just love him, and I love Miss Mar- the Miss Marples. I just love all of those. You gotta watch the one from the eighties. It's it's actually okay. on Brick uh, on uh, the one of the channels. I can't remember which okay. one. But it's really much better than the newer version. It and it's and right. the actors are just incredible. <laughs> well. <laughs> well, I didn't when I when I started watching this Fisher, I didn't really didn't know much about the twenties. Although I, my parents, well, my dad was born in the twenties, early twenties, and you know you just heard a little bit about what it was like from them. But I knew really nothing, and I, it really got me interested in the twenties and and a lot of the buildings are in the series and the movie. Um, I went to start to go and visit. Like they'd been in my, in my, you know, I, all my life I've lived in Melbourne, but I'd never been to any of the um, sites before, like um, 
Rippin Lee Mansion, you know, or Como House, or um, where else? Oh, I forget where else, but oh, the bathing boxes. I've never been down to see the bathing boxes in Brighton. And so I started um, looking into all of those, and I just love them now. And I tend to take, you know, people that are visiting, you know, friends that are visiting, down to have a look at them because they are such uh, lovely places and interesting, very interesting. You know, when you do the tours of the uh, of Ripon hearing about the history of it all. So yes, that's another thing that it's done. The show has done for me is to to you know broaden my knowledge and of the 1920s and uh, of in that era. Uh, you know, so it's been great. It is interesting, isn't it? My um, my father was a native of New York City. He was brought up in Brooklyn, lived in New York until he went into the Air Force. So he was there for all his life. We moved to New Jersey when I was um, around 10. And he never had gone to any of the sites. He had never gone to Statue of Liberty. He had never gone to the um, Empire State Building. He had, the only one he had gone to that we went to was Radio City Music Hall. And I said, you lived here. How come you never... He goes, Sherry, I was a poor kid. How was I going to afford it? <laughs> well, it doesn't... Like here, it doesn't... It costs you going to... Um, the tours of Como House and that, but you can go walk around the gardens of Ripon Lee. Cost you nothing to get into the gardens, and the gardens are absolutely beautiful. They have their own, um, they have their own vegetable, perhaps you know, grow their own vegetables there that they provide to one of the local four-star restaurants not far from the place, and that the, the people come from the restaurant nearly on a daily basis to collect vegetables to use in their restaurant, um, you know, and, and there's a, li a little bit of a lake there, and oh, it is just a good, and that costs you nothing to go and have a look at, you know, you can wander through, you know, um, yeah, and the day that I found out that Wardlow, um, you know, Franny's house was just around the corner, for, I pass it every night on my way home from work, I mean, the day that I found that out, I thought, oh my gosh, God. <laughs> that is so, so cool. Is, Did you ever see them shoot? No, no. I they shot before I found out that it that it all, you know, that it was Franny's house. Because I looked up the address and I thought, that's not far from work. So one Sunday on my way way to work, so early very early Sunday morning, I I drove past it and for the first time <laughs> and it's just it was it's just a lovely, lovely house. It's a very nice area uh, that that it's in, and it just stands out because it's it's just so amazing. It's just so lovely. It's, I thought to myself, oh, this is where this happened, and this is where that happened. <laughs> yeah, it kind of reminds me and of I a house in New Orleans, that that kind of Cajun style. Oh, it's it's really it's really lovely. It really is lovely, and I, I always kind of have a glance at it. It's, down the street as I pass it on the way home from work. <laughs> is that terrible? No, <laughs> it's not. I love that. I just have a glimpse of it and then I keep driving. <laughs> That's not terrible. But no, yeah. So it's the it's the show has helped me kind of or made me more aware of different things in in my own hometown that I 
that I wasn't aware of before, so I think that's a good thing too. Do you watch the spin-off, Miss Fisher's Modern? I did watch it. I think it's okay. Um, you know, um, I, really, pardon me, it doesn't appeal to me as much as the, you know, the 1920s. Uh, you know, I, it, I, 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 I'm fixated on Fisher, on Friday Fisher, whereas I, I don't think I could ever get fixated on the new one. Look, it, it's nice, it's good, um, you know, I think it, it has an audience, but I don't think uh, I'm one of those audiences that could, you know, get transfixed on it. So, Everybody, you don't have to. That, that's the thing about no. a spin-off. It's a spin-off. It's, there's a basis from the original show. Look, back in the old days, there was this show called the Mary Tyler Moore Show, and they had all these spinoffs. And one of the... Oh, you wrote her and all that kind of thing. Exactly. But the most unusual yeah. one of the whole bunch of spinoffs that came from it was Lou Grant. Because... Oh, yes, yes. Lou Grant came from... He was comedic character. He was very funny. He was a central focus in the office of the the of the yeah. of the show. Yeah. But he was, you know, he's part of Mary's life and he was very funny and he it was just he was a great character. But when they moved him, they made it a drama, an hour drama and oh, real yeah. stories. And it was a big hit. And the only thing it had in common with the original show was Lou Grant. <laughs> <laughs> that's a shame. Well, I don't think that's the case here. I think that, it, you know, this, there's a lot of people that like the original, you know, Franny Fisher, that that like, you know, this Fisher Modern, which is good, which is good. I, I you know, they keep referring to Franny as missing. I'm sure something will turn up, but it's, I just... You know, it's just I just don't like that. That's a personal thing, you know. And there's a lot, I know that there's a lot of people that really like it, so that's good. So that's good. Well, I I also think that she's going to turn up. Um, that's my own opinion. <laughs> Franny well, doesn't stay. I mean, come on, she's mi missing. Come on, it's Franny. Um, <laughs> it's no mention of Jack. There's no mention of Jack, which is a little upsetting. Yeah, but that doesn't mean he's not there. Well, that's true. That's I mean, if, okay, let, this is my take on it, and I'm actually writing a fan fiction story. Fan fiction is a totally separate, doesn't have anything to do with the show. It's a fan's vision of it. And my vision is Jack is looking for Phryne in New Guinea, and that's why they don't mention him because he's not there. Yet. Yet, because he's going to find her. Yes. Oh, that's well, good. That's, good. that's my vision. Okay. I don't know if it's. Okay. I don't know if it's the producer. I like that. Yes. That's, <laughs> that's my idea. <laughs> anyway, um, I I have to ask you. You had an opportunity to be uh, on screen. You you did a tour for the uh, Miss Fisher and the Crypteers. How did that come about? And did you enjoy it? And tell us a little about it. Oh. That was a that was just a fabulous experience. Um, I got contacted by uh, Every Cloud Productions 
Uh, I think it came about because of my um, being admin of the Misfining Fisher Secretary Society um, and 1920s webpage that you and I are both involved in, right. and of which we have 15,000 members. So a lot of people know about us. Well, and the, every class production got in contact with me and said, being a local Melbourneian and um, having taken, taken people on little trips to the to the various um, sides, would I be interested in doing this short uh, film uh, for uh, for the promoters and the investors of the decision movie, decision of the years um, of the different sites? Uh, that we used in the movie and the show uh, for uh, the road show and for film Victoria or mainly film Victoria and I said I thought about it and I thought oh I said sure I thought I was very nervous but I thought this is, a, this is something that may never or will never happen again and why not it's a bit of an adventure so I said yes yeah. <laughs> and did you enjoy it Oh, I did. I did enjoy it. It was a little nerve-wracking. Dan and I, who is the other person in the film, Dan is the, or was, the location manager for both the film and for um, the series, the Miss Fisher series. So they wrote a, a small script for us for every the four sites that we had to visit. And they said we could change our lines if we didn't feel comfortable, you know, saying particular words or phrases. And, and um, but we kept forgetting our lines. Both of us kept forgetting our lines. <laughs> okay. I, I, You're not an actor. <laughs> oh my god! I, you know, and I never was. Um, I didn't appreciate what goes on. This, mind you, this is only like a thirty seconds. And by the time it was finished, it was only like 30 seconds or 30 seconds per site. So it was that 100, 100 one minute and something or other. Um, but I never appreciated what goes on behind the camera. Uh-huh. Um, we went to South Melbourne, um, South Melbourne Town Hall, which is um, the police station in the movie. And it, it was drizzling that day and... Uh, we had to wait for that to, to stop and then the truck pulled up just where we needed to walk and the driver, we asked the driver to move the truck and he went to move it and he locked the keys in it. <laughs> so we had so we had to wait till he kind of got the keys out of the truck to, uh, you know, go into the truck to move it and they were doing roadworks down a bit further and there were like concrete um, machines and whatnot. And we had to ask them to move those, please, because they were in, in line in with the camera that could see it. <laughs> um, yeah, and then we went to um, um, the Newport Rail Yard, which is where, in the movie, um, Franny and Jack are, um, are walking down that tunnel to go to the professor's workshop. Mm -hmm. And... and um, we had to walk in the same same path that Franny and Jack walked, mm -hmm. and the day we got there, we were, there was an a fire alarm going off, so we had to wait till someone stopped that. 
Then the aeroplanes kept flying overhead. We had to wait till they got quiet because you could hear it in the um, in the sound. That's the and bane then, of every actor is airplanes. Yeah, and then, <laughs> yeah, and then when we went to walk, the wind howled down the tunnel, and we had to wait for it to die down. <laughs> and, finally, and finally, they said, "Stop! Oh, go, go, go! Let's do it!" Well, we both forgot our lines. <laughs> yeah, so it, it I know. Really, it, it, was, it was fun. It was really fun. Um, it took two days. Um, we went to Rip and Lee, and um, the ball. In, we filmed in the ballroom, which was um, which is in both um, the series, and it was where the dance, where they, uh, Franny and Jeff waltzed, and in the movie, you know, where all the people were dancing and, and at the ball mm -hmm. and we did our piece there and where and where else did we go? One, two, three oh, I forget where we went. We oh, we went to Werribee Mansion, which is um Lord oh, what's his name? The um where where the eulogy was um going to be read and Friday flies in on the plane in the movie. Well, I, as I said, I've lived in Melbourne all my life and I've never been to Werribee Mansion. And um, it's magnificent. It is inside and outside. It is magnificent. And we got there early morning before... It opened at like at 11 o'clock. But we got there early morning. And after we finished filming, um, Dan, who'd been there many times because of the show and whatnot, took me on a private tour of the mansion. Cool. Oh, very cool. Uh, it's just beautiful. It's beautiful. If anyone is coming to Melbourne to visit, it's a little way out of the out of the city. It's about twenty minutes drive out of the city. Forty, twenty to forty, depending on traffic. But definitely go and see it. It's beautiful. Really, really beautiful. So yeah, we had a we had a great time, and I I just. It gives me a new insight on filming. I watch a film now, or a show now, and I think, how long does that take? How many takes did that do? <laughs> the bean. Hold on. <laughs> I think, I wonder if they laughed. I wonder how many times they laughed. Or did they keep a straight face? Or what happened? You know? <laughs> how many, how many uh, times did they have uh, cut out things that ended up on one of those shows where the outtakes go? <laughs> Oh, exactly. You know, and you wonder how how could they keep a straight face, you know, doing this particular scene. <laughs> so I reckon both in the movie and the show, they must have had great fun doing things. You know, there must have been real some real good laughter and good times doing that, as well as frustrating, I'm sure. But there would have been a bit of laughter. So um, I also uh, wanted to know how many have you met everybody on the show? That the actors. Uh, the only I haven't met. I the only I, the only person two people I haven't met is uh, um, Miri Margolis, although I've seen her in a, live in a stage play here in Melbourne, um, and I haven't met Tammy McIntosh, Doctor Mac, but they're the only two I haven't met. I only met one. <laughs> that was for five <laughs> minutes. I met I met um, <laughs> Jane Ruby Ruby was at the Miss Fisher uh, the Miss Fisher Con a couple of years ago that I in in um, Portland so she was there. I met I've met 
because <laughs> books and TV shows are always different. I mean, that's just always. the normal. Yeah. Oh, and they have to be. Like, yeah. They have to be. There's so much in a book that you can't put on on the television screen. Mm -hmm. And also, you can't... You, sometimes you've got to bring characters into a television uh, series or show or make the character different because otherwise it just won't click with the audience. So you've just got to, be, you've got to do that. And some people are not forgiving about that. Um, but... I can understand why they do it. And, and you've got to do it. Yeah. You know, you can't go with every description, you know, because books are full of so much information about characters and scenes and, you know. And we can wax on when we write a book, and you can't do that when you're doing a TV show. It has to be precise, and there's only so much time. <laughs> yeah. Do something that grabs the audience's attention straight away. Yeah. Whereas with a book, you can build that up gradually, can't you, you know? It's not, you can't, don't always have to do it on the first page. No. You can take, yep. take a few pages or a chapter to um, get people's interest, whereas you can't do that on television or in the movies. The TV show, you have to grab their interest right at the beginning or they're going to turn it off. Exactly. They'll flip the channel. Mm-hmm. They'll flip the channel. Yeah. Uh, we don't have a lot of time, so I want to talk about the website. Um, how did you get involved in the website, and um, what do you think about the growth of it? Well, I, 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 got, I just happened to, because I was an Anastasia fan, I was just scrolling on, um, you know, on Google or whatever it is, and, and I saw um, the, web, uh, the website, and I thought, oh, oh the, the, Facebook, the Facebook page. And I thought, oh, I'll join that. I'll see if I can join. So I was accepted. And the next day, it was run, it was run and has been um, created by a lady from Chicago called Justina. And, and when I first joined, there was 300 people. Mm-hmm. And, and it was a board of us, you know, and, and it seemed very friendly. And I thought, oh, this is, this is something I've never, I've never ever joined a Facebook group. And I was really new to Facebook. And then Justine has, you know, organised, you know, created the moderators, like you and I, I was a moderator, mm -hmm. along with you and the other ladies. And then when she left, she decided to go on with her teaching career, and she offered the, um, you know, after us at all, who was, you know, the interest in taking up, you know, taking up the admin job. And I thought, oh. And then Laura Matheson, who was a member, who unfortunately has just recently passed away. Yeah. Um, I said, um, if, if Laura was uh, doing it with me, I was, would be happy to do it. So that's how I became academy admin. And then um, Laura passed away a few weeks ago. So. Now I'm by myself, which I don't mind. I have having the backing of the moderators, and the moderators are people from like yourself from all over the world: Australia, Canada, the US, um, oh, from Denmark, you know, all over the place. Which is really good. I think when we all work together, then we become um, for 300. When I first joined, we are now around 15,000. 
It's amazing the growth of it. It's just, it, it blew up. We reached 500 members. And all of a sudden, I don't know if you remember, Sherry, but all of a sudden it took off. Uh-huh. And within two days it took off. And we were admitting 25. I, like one day I admitted 25 people. Uh-huh. And, and everybody was admitting all these members. And I think that... Um, Justina had put it on like on the Facebook, you know, group if you're interested in joining this. Um, but yeah, and it's and, and we're still getting members. And Miss Fisher, the television series, ended was it five years ago now? Yeah, four years ago. And it is five years ago that came here. Yeah, five years ago, and people are still interested and still watching it, whether it be on reruns on the television on their DVDs, um, and now the movie Miss Fisher and the Crypt of Tears is out, which is unfortunately because of um, the world of the COVID situation, wasn't able to have as good a run in the theatres as it should have. Which I was still um, ashamed, because it was really good on the big screen. <laughs> oh, seeing it on the big screen is, is, you know, is fabulous. Seeing it on the television is still good, yeah. or whatever, but yeah. seeing it on the big screen is, is so much better, and maybe when this is kind of you know, it'll come on the big screen. Certain cinemas, you know. I hope so. But I hope so because it's so good. Uh, it, 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 I really like. I, I some people didn't think it was um, as good as the series, but hey, you can't have everything. I loved it, and a, and a lot of people loved it as well. So that's good. And let's hope we get a second movie. I hope so. I hope so. Because I I really enjoyed it. I loved it. I mean, that it's always going to be to your taste. It is, and and people were. I think a lot of people thought it wasn't like the series. Well, it was never going to be like the series. That's what I was trying to say about a spinoff. Even though it's not a spinoff, it's never going to be like the series. And you accept it for what it is. Yeah. You don't go booking into. It's a movie that is escapism plus plus plus. Right. It is a, a movie where you go for an hour and a half, sit there, forget what's happening outside in the real world, and then just enjoy the escapism and the beautiful scenery, the clothes, you know, and the characters. And That's there were so many Easter eggs for the fans. I mean, really, they gave enough winks to us. Yes, exactly right. And it's not supposed to be deep and meaningful. It's not supposed to have any big message. It's escapism and good fun. Mm -hmm. And that's what people have to realise. And I hope people that, you know, um, haven't seen it because other people have said it's not good, um, ignore that and go and see it, even buy the DVD or, you know, when when it comes back, see it because it is a really good movie. I actually bought the DVD, well, I I was going to anyway, but I bought the DVD because I wanted to see it on my TV. Yeah. I mean, well, it's okay to watch it on your computer, but it's just not the same as on a, the bigger screen on your television. Well, I yeah, I have a computer. <laughs> I've just got my iPad. And I, I've got it on Google. I've got this vicious. <laughs> I'm a tragic. I'm a true tragic. Um, I've got the series on Google Play on my... Um, on my uh, iPad, I, I've got the movie on my iPad. I've got it on. Um, I've got my DVDs and uh, the movies on 
Uh, I think it's Acorn. Well, I forget which streaming service. Acorn. But I can get it on this as well. Yep. And, yep, and, and also on YouTube. So <laughs> I, I have access to it all on my TV. So <laughs> it's real. That's sort of appropriate. Um, so we're coming to the end. So could you give some information so if somebody wants to say hi, they can. And also, how do they join the um, Miss Fisher um, uh, web our web uh, our our group on Facebook? Uh, page. Yeah. Um, uh, what kind of information do you want? Um, my uh, your own social. Pardon? Your social information, like, you know, how do they say oh, hi to you on Facebook, or are you on I'm Instagram, yeah, I'm, or all those other things? I'm on, yeah, I'm on Messenger. Uh, oh, well, yeah, what do I call it? Uh, DM, DM me. Um, I'm, on, I'm on Facebook under Deborah Smith. Um, I, if they want to join the, um, the group, if the group is called Miss Briney Fisher's Secret Society and the 1920s. I'm sure, I, I suppose you just look, you um, put that into Facebook search and you should be able to find it there. It's a private group. It's not, and so, um, uh, as you know, we, we check everybody out to make sure it's safe. It's a group where you can come and forget about politics, religion, anything that's controversial. Um, we're just there to enjoy Miss Fisher, enjoy the 1920s, and to have a little bit of fun and lightheartedness. That's basically what it is. Um, we, we sadly come to the end. I want to thank you for taking the time, especially on your day off, to come on my show and chat. <laughs> oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for asking me, Sherry. I hope I, hope I haven't waffled on too much. No, no, not at all. Uh, thank you, and thank you for chatting with Sherry.